Your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation. Yes, this is the After Dark right here on 91.3. My name is Obi. Feels good to be here again today, the second day of the week for the After Dark. On today's session of the chat room, we're going to be taking a look at, you know, mental health. So, mental health, mental health, man, quite the conversation is a very, very deep, long conversation that, you know, I'll probably at some point have a whole mental health week. Where we can just, you know, talk as much as we can that week. We definitely have different, you know, perhaps specialists or therapists that will just come and pretty much just give us some insights to to this this condition or this thing that's you know, this state of mental well being that we really need to prioritize. Their experience with uh, past patients or whatever the case may be. But you know, according to World Health Organization, taking a look at the meaning of mental health, mental health is a state of mental well-being that enables people to cope with the stresses of life, realize their abilities, learn well, and work well, and contribute to their community. So, uh, you know, mental health is basically all about how people think, feel, and behave. I mean, so mental health specialists can help people with depression, anxiety, you know, bipolar order, um, disorder, addiction, and, you know, pretty much other conditions that affect your thoughts, feelings, and behavior. Because uh, mental health can affect your daily living, relationships, and physical health. So, you know, it's it's something that you basically need to be careful about. You need to really prioritize. You know, the World Health Organization says that... Uh, Mental health is more than just the absence of mental disorders or disabilities. That peak mental health is not only about managing active conditions, but also about looking after ongoing wellness and happiness. It also emphasizes that preserving and restoring mental health is crucial uh, individually and at the community and societal level. So, uh... Is is just absolutely very crucial, to be very honest, all around, that you try as much as possible to have your mental health on check, to be very honest. Because, I mean, hmm, stress, depression, anxiety, they can really affect your mental health and just disrupt the person's routine. And uh, although health professionals often use the term mental health, you know, doctors recognize that many psychological disorders have physical roots. Yeah, so it might not necessarily be, you know, just a mental something from your mental health, like your 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 upstairs basically. It could actually stem from could be coming from some form of physical experience that you've had uh, over the years. But basically, we're just going to be taking a look at, you know, what people mean by mental health and mental illness. I'm also going to be, you know, uh, just taking a look at most common types of mental disorder, 
you know, including the early signs and how to treat them right here today on the show, okay? And right about now, we're just going to be taking a look at some risk factors that uh, basically just I could come and bring about uh, mental health conditions. Uh, we're going to be taking a look at risk and protective factors. Well, for uh, just, uh, you know, differentiation's sake, a risk factor is something that basically helps to create problems, while a protective factor is something that helps to prevent problems. So, yeah, basically opposite thing. Risk is harmful, of course, uh, you know, in the long run. And the protective is basically a measure. So, uh, it's, uh, you know, important to know that mental health problems are complex, complex issues and they're never the result of one's fact, one risk factor. So, uh, someone who has several risk factors could have more resiliency towards problems than someone else who experienced less risk factors. So, it's important to remember that each individual person experiences stress, pain, and risks in different ways. Uh, so, taking a look at, uh, you know, some of the common risk factors that could basically affect someone's mental health. Uh, there's basically uh, about four categories. You know, the biophysical, psychological, the social, and then, you know, the spiritual factors that could actually come into place. I'm taking a look at them uh, one by one. Uh, like the biophysical, there's, uh, you know, family history of mental health problems can can cause i mean there's not so much to talk about that people can actually you know it can be in the family you can see certain people experiencing mental health conditions because uh, maybe their grandfather or some some other relative anyway so it's, it's just basically being in the family so it's not something that is new to them uh you know also complications during pregnancy or birth can also cause uh you know some form of mental illness uh, mental health problems, rather not necessarily illness. Uh, so, personal history of traumatic brain injury, that is also a biophysical risk factor. Uh, also, chronic medical conditions like uh, cancer, diabetes, uh, especially, you know, hypothyroidism and uh, other brain-related illnesses like Alzheimer's or Parkinson's. Uh, use of Alcohol or drugs, you know, those are also risk factors. Poor nutrition and lack of sleep. These are, you know, the, the basic, regular, bio-physical uh, risk factors that can affect your mental health. Uh, so, uh, moving on to the psychological risk factors. We have, uh, you know, stressful life situations like uh, financial problems or, you know, being in a financial situation that is tough or basically just breaking the law. That kind of thing can stress your mind and can affect your mental health. Uh, traumatic life experience, like, uh, you know, you know, being raped, or, for instance, or serving in the armed forces. Imagine how traumatizing it can be, you know, serving in the armed forces, and almost pretty much every day you see people's dead bodies or whatever the case may be. That can really affect your mental health. It's not even up for debate. Low self-esteem as well. You know, perceived incompetence that you, you just basically feel like, yeah, yeah, I'm not up to the task. I don't know if I can ever be. You know, just having a negative view of life, that is another risk factor. 
that can affect your mental health. And also, poor academic achievement. Yes, if you're not really the best at school, it's one of the things that can really mess up your, your mental health, honestly. Some social risk factors. You know, being abused or neglected as a child, we don't need uh, you know to say so much on that, but you know, there's that negative effect that you put on a child's mental, the way they're reasoning, the way they might see perceived love and whatnot, is is really just going to mess them up. You know, if your child is being uh, neglected or abused, they they're definitely it's going to condition their minds in a negative way that, in the long run, would would really just mess them up. Honestly, mess their mental health up. Being in an abusive relationship or friendship also definitely can mess with your mental. Because, you know, it's anything abusive will just mess with you because you would have a lot of thoughts going through your mind, thinking about what could have been if this was, you know, the way your life was, or, you know, trying to figure out a way to to avoid the abuser. But certain things can just, you know, it's, it's a lot when that shouldn't actually be the case. So, you know, being in an abusive relationship can actually mess up your mental health. Having few friends or few healthy relationships, yeah, it's uh, it's also can actually mess up your or affect your mental, uh, you know, mental health. That one actually can, you know, positively affect it, not even mess up, I beg your pardon, because, you know, having healthy relationships, I mean, if it's healthy, there's only, there's only grounds for having few friends, people you genuinely call friends that you know you can run to. Uh, you know, they could basically give you good advice, solid advice. That will just, you know, basically just put your mind at ease, condition your mind in a proper way. Then that's, uh, you know, that's also definitely somewhat of a... I would see it as it could double as a risk factor and a protective factor, you know. Uh, but anyway, some other risk factors, social risk, risk factors, you know, when you either you lose someone... That can mess with you, you know, lose someone to death or lose a partner, like, you know, by divorce or some other means, basically, that you can use to, you can just basically lose someone. That can also recondition your mind. Uh, bullying, you know, either as a victim or a perpetrator, yes. To be honest, being bullied, that will mess with you because you just feel like you're not enough. You just feel like... You know, your self-esteem, you will not be proud of yourself. And then being a perpetrator, you're obviously obviously going through some stuff. It could have been something you experienced as a kid growing up and, uh, you know, your parents just, you know, there are different things to be honest. That's a conversation that we, should, we can get into some other day. But definitely being a perpetrator, choosing to inflict pain, to just, you know, mess somebody up, victimize somebody and, you know, to just make them feel... You, feel some type of way that is not good to them that's that's definitely a sign that you know something is up upstairs yeah growing up or currently living in poverty that is also something that can mess up your mental health is a risk factor because one thing that this is a conversation i was having with somebody the other day can't remember what day exactly was but basically Money has, like, very great advantages. 
money shouldn't be everything, no doubt. But with money, there are a lot of things. But you know, when you're unfortunately when you live in in poverty, you're basically limited to the the resources you're privy to are limited. So you don't exactly have access to certain things that can improve your mental. You know, improve that basically that you don't have that wide access to knowledge. There's a lot of things that can affect your mental health with that, exactly. When you even see certain people living different kinds of lives and you just wish you had those opportunities, yes, these are things that could, you know, affect one's mental health. You know, poor social skills also, poor communication skills. Yeah, you would just... You would, it would, I mean, people, especially people that experience this, they know fully well the kind of thoughts that go through their minds whenever they are called forth to possibly do like, uh, you know, a public speaking or, you know, just a presentation. Anxiety would just, you know, kick in, just probably go off the charts just because of their poor, you know, social and communication skills. So, yeah, that's something that uh, absolutely is a risk factor. Discrimination as well is because, you know, having a, a mindset of basically just neglecting or looking down or having some form of negative energy towards a group of people or, you know, a kind, it's, it's definitely it's bound to have quite the effect on your mental health. You know, and another... Uh, social risk factor. It's basically lack of access to support services. You know, when you when you basically don't have the opportunity, the chance to receive such some kind of supportive system, the services that that you know should be available to you, it can really just you know get you in your thoughts. The spiritual aspect of uh, you know risk factors. That could affect your mental. Uh, basically, perception of being irredeemable or inherently flawed beyond repair. Basically, you just feel like there's for you, there's no hope for you, and that is obviously already mental health threats. Yes, because when you keep telling yourself that you're not enough, there's nothing great that can come out of you. You know, also when you have like a perception of insignificance, that is. One of the things that can just give you a negative mindset towards life and ultimately affect your mental health. You know, when you have conflicting thoughts or doubts surrounding deep religious beliefs, these are things, these are the things that can put you at risk of, uh, you know, creating problems for your mental. So let's move on to some common protective factors okay that uh, can be very helpful and you know we're going to be taking a look at it the different categories biophysical you know secure attachment as a child Mm -hmm. you know when you you as a child you're not neglected you are basically much involved in a lot of activities even if you might not even necessarily contribute but you're in the loop you're pretty much aware you know, you're just engaged as a child. That wouldn't that wouldn't just it's a very good, you know, measure that can be put into place. And also healthy diets, yes, exercise and development. These things will definitely 
give you a uh, you know a sense of protection you know prevention from problems or rather you might not even necessarily you know um if you're looking at it from an angle of a child now giving them healthy diet they wouldn't even possibly have room to have negative thoughts in that aspect uh you know or exercising development even for a regular old, um, old person these things are absolutely very good protective factors some of the psychological pro- protective factors that are available that you know we can be basically adopted you know uh following rules at home schools uh you know at work just sticking to okay these are the rules here i'm gonna adhere to them you know reliable support and discipline from from caregivers or whatever these things condition your mind in a good way you know, having emotional self-regulation, having yourself in check with your emotions. These kind of things are protective measures. Psychological protective measures. Good coping skills and problem-solving skills. You know, when you have these, you basically work on them, you develop them. Even even if necessarily might not be in your strength, if you work on them, you know, they would. You know, being being cautious about developing your coping skills, your problem-solving skills, you know, thinking fast, being able to quickly come up with solutions and whatnot. Those are protective, you know, factors. Subjective sense of self-sufficiency, you know, optimism, you know, just being very hopeful. You know, when you have that mindset that that good things are going to come, I believe, even regardless of whatever tough time you might be experiencing, you know, when you have that mindset that good things are going to come, you know, it basically conditions your mind for, for and prepares yourself for great things, no matter how tough things can be. You know, having positive self-regard, you know, focusing on making healthy food and beverages, you know, choices from all five food groups, yes, like including the, you know, vegetables, fruits, grains, proteins, and food, and, and you know, and dairy to just basically give you the nutrients you need. You know, just positive self-regard is a very good protective factor. Some protective social factors that, uh, you know, absolutely can be put in place. Ability to make friends and get along with each other when you try as much as possible. You know, you know one thing that I tell certain people, that's they, you can actually get out of your shell. You know, you meet some people, they'll be like, oh, I'm so shy. I do. I, I'm not really social. I'm not, I don't really know how to talk. I'm introverted. I'm usually reserved. Honestly, people find it hard to believe that I used to sort of be like that. I used to be so reserved. Talking was a challenge for me, especially considering the fact that this is me talking. That I'd be talking steady on on 91.3. There was a time in my life that it was a struggle to actually, you know, make friends. I mean, it wasn't entirely a struggle per se if people actually moved to me as in like, oh, there's a way that they initiated the conversation. I carried on with it. Rah. But for me to initiate it myself, getting along with people was not a challenge. No doubt. But making friends, yeah, it was some sort of a slow progress. But I, I, I basically improved myself. You know, making more, I would say more like acquaintances anyway. People that, you know, you could relate to on a daily basis or, you know, regularly anyway for important things or whatnot 
It wasn't entirely my strength, but I worked on it. I worked on it. So it's it's not something that you can say, oh, that's how I've been. That's how I'm going to be. No, you can work on certain things. Having a good peer relationship, yeah, that is also a very protective factor. Not just a toxic one. If if you have a very good relationship with your peers, your friends, and whatnot, it's it's bound to you know condition your mind in a good way. Having good support, like a supportive relationship with family, you don't need to talk much on that. When you have family that's been backing you from your young, you know your confidence level, your mindset, you you definitely not have room for negativity. So, yeah, that is that is something right there. You know, participation in sports teams, you know, club communities or religious groups. These are very good, you know, societal protective factors that can, you know, just improve one's mental health. Economic, financial security, you know, access to support services. These things are absolutely very good means to improve one's mental health. Spiritually, taking a look at it, uh, you know, just having a future orientation. You know, planning ahead for what the future, having a vision for, you know, what your future can be like and planning ahead towards achieving that goal. That's a very good mindset as well that can have your mental health, you know, in check. You know, having an achievement motivation. You know, when basically winnings, goals, there's a motivation behind them. It's definitely going to be good for your mental and also, setting moral beliefs, you know, those are absolutely protective factors, a bunch of them. And it's just very good to note that, you know, these there are different things that can actually create problems for you identifying that. But ultimately, there are a lot of things that can be put into place to just prevent problems for yourself. So it's very, very important to take note of that. And then now moving on to different types of mental health disorders, this is where a lot of people, you know, might not necessarily be aware. But, you know, specific mental health, uh, mental disorders are, are grouped together due to features and that they have in common. And some of the t- types of mental health illness are um, anxiety disorders, mood disorders, and schizophrenia disorders. Uh, so, taking a look at anxiety disorder, this is the most common mental illness, to be honest. People with these conditions you basically have severe fear or anxiety related to certain objects or, or certain situations. You know, most people with an anxiety disorder, they just basically try to avoid exposure to whatever triggers the anxiety. So, you find them mostly mostly careful or reserved, whatever it is that they get, you know that triggers them. They try as much as possible to stay away from it. And, uh, you know, taking a look at some examples of anxiety disorders, we have generalized anxiety disorders. And uh, disorder, which is basically just, uh, you know, excessive worry or fear that disrupts your everyday living. You know, that excessive worry about certain things or, you know, that fear that's just in you, in your heart, that's just just possibly altering the the course of your day people may also experience physical symptoms that uh, you know can just bring about general generalized anxiety disorders such as um restlessness fatigue poor concentration 
um, you know, tense muscles, interrupted sleep. These kind of things can can just basically cause you to, to worry a bit more and can just pretty much affect the course of your day. But, you know, the it's, it's important to be able to note these kind of things, you know, because, you know, one may experience excessive anxiety uh, when encountering everyday situations that do not pose a direct danger, uh, such as, you know, chores or appointments. But a person with uh, generalized anxiety disorder may sometimes feel anxiety with no trigger at all. So it's <clears throat> it, it, these things come. You don't necessarily, just like how, you know, fat, although, yes, sort of sometimes, um, you know, fatigue, fatigue is usually as a cause of something, but, you know, poor concentration might not necessarily be a trigger, something triggers. Just it could be like, um, you know, like ADHD or something that could possibly taking a look at it. That could be the trigger or something that has a condition. But normally, you know, it might not necessarily even be something even um, sleep. OK, well, something can trigger uh, interrupted sleep anyway. But, you know, it's, uh, it's just important to note that uh, you know, uh, some anxiety symptoms do not necessarily need a specific trigger in people with, you know, generalized anxiety disorder. So, uh, moving on to this other type of uh, or example of anxiety disorder, we have panic disorder. So, people with a panic disorder, they basically experience regular panic attacks that involve sudden, overwhelming terror or a sense of imminent disaster or death. And it's it's really really bothersome, you know. I mean, it's quite the it's quite the the, the tension, the experience anyway. Uh, but you know, moving on to another example of anxiety disorder, phobias. Yeah, basically fear of things. And there are different types of phobias. You know, there's the simple phobias that basically involves you know disproportionate fear of specific objects, scenarios, or animals. Like, uh, for instance, this fear of spiders and whatnot. Those are like simple phobias. Then social phobias, you know, which is mostly known as social anxiety, basically a fear of being subject to, to the judgment of others. You know, people with society, social phobia, they often restrict their exposure to social environments. So that's how you, you can sort of detect people that are, you know, in that category. Uh, we also have agoraphobia. Basically, this term refers to a fear of situations where getting away may be difficult, such as being in an elevator or a moving train where you don't necessarily have control over what could be the outcome of that uh, machine. It's good, like the, the elevator, like you can be stuck and then you can't get out. There, you know, many people misunderstand this phobia for fear of being outside, though. But no, it's basically fear of situations where getting away from those situations may perhaps be difficult. And, you know, it's also important to note that phobias are deeply personal. You know, doctors do not know every type. You know, these specialists, they might not know every type. So sometimes you might be, you might have to outwardly be very as verbal as possible for people to actually understand if perhaps you're seeking help and trying to break free from that. You know, there could be thousands of phobias and what may seem unusual to one person can be a severe problem that dominates daily life for another. So it's as long one thing that you know what, what I want you to get from this is no matter what it is, could be small, could seem insignificant, could seem something that, that will trigger people to laugh at you. But if it's a phobia, 
you know, understanding that what may seem unusual to one person can be a severe problem too. So that that dominates your daily life. Don't seek anybody's you know validation or whatnot. If you know that's what bothers you, perhaps if you have you know access to a specialist that you can talk to a therapist to basically help you see to get through that. You should actually don't uh, don't dwell on that. Another anxiety disorder that uh, some people face OCD. That is an obsessive compulsive disorder where people with uh, this disorder basically have obsessions and compulsions. And you know, in, in in other words, they experience constant stressful thoughts and a powerful urge to perform repetitive acts such as hand washing or you know arranging keeping things in order and all that so yeah that's like you know obsessive compulsive disorder another uh disorder that uh, we have that uh, quite a couple lots of people experience is ptsd yes you know post uh, traumatic system in the syndrome that's uh ptsd can basically <coughs> i beg your pardon can uh, occur after a person experiences or witnesses an intensely stressful or traumatic event. And, you know, during this type of event, the person thinks that their life or, you know, other people's lives are in danger. They may feel afraid or or they they, they basically have no control over what is, what is experiencing. You know, PTSD is basically just something that you, you experience, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder. It's just... You know, it's just that this, the, the disorder that develops in certain people who have experienced a shocking or scary or dangerous event. So, you know, when you experience something that could remind you of that very moment, it's just basically that stress disorder. It is, it's natural to feel afraid during, you know, and after a traumatic situation. So, it's, it's, just, it's just okay to make sure to identify that, you know, you know, a post-traumatic stress disorder is one of those different uh, disorders, uh, examples of anxiety disorder uh, that people can also experience. So, moving on now to uh, mood disorders, which is uh, another type of mental health disorder just uh, right after the anxiety disorder. The mood disorder, people, uh, you know, they also refer to mood disorder as you know affective disorder or depressive disorder and people with uh, these kind of conditions have significant mood changes generally involving either mania or a period of high energy and joy or depression actually as well and you know so taking a look at some of the examples of mood disorders uh, we have major depression yes you know an individual with major depression experiences a constant low mood you know, uh, loses interest in activities and events that they previously enjoyed. So, you know, when you find people losing interest in certain things, there's no, there's just zero mood to engage in certain activities. You know, it's it's, it's caused to you know pay attention to certain people. You know, they can feel prolonged periods of sadness or extreme sadness. Paying close attention to certain people, it's 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 very key. You know, because. It could be experiencing some form of mood disorder. You know, another type of mood disorder is, you know, it's bipolar disorder. You know, a person with bipolar disorder experiences unusual changes in their mood, energy level, you know, level of activity and ability to continue with daily life. 
I'm sure a couple lots of us have, you know, come in contact with certain people who who are bipolar. You know, ah, oh, man, I used to have this. I still have this friend actually. We went to went to the same secondary school, same same uni, but I realized that he had this bipolar disorder when I was in uni, where he would just out of nowhere, his mood can just change. It was always a mystery to me. Somebody that we were cool, we're cool now. And then maybe, um, you know, we're just hanging out and then he went to his room and next thing I'm seeing him, he's just in a different mood. I didn't particularly understand it until I, until I fully actually, you know, read up on bipolar disorder. I was like, oh, so this thing, this is actually what it is. You know, it's, uh, it's just something, actually. It's a period of high mood. That is, you know, sometimes known as maniac phase uh, or, you know, or the depressive phase basically just brings on low mood. So, but if you want to definitely read up more, you should actually, because this is somewhat of a common mood disorder that people experience. Another mood disorder is, you know, seasonal affective disorder, you know, where they, you know, reduce daylight during, uh, you know, whatever climatic or weather, the season that you're in basically can trigger types of major depression. You know, it's mostly common in countries far from the equator anyway, so it's not something that you see regularly, especially in this part of the world. You usually see it in countries that experience fall, winter, you know, early spring and months. Those are the kind of countries that uh, where the season can trigger the different types of major depression. So now moving on to... Uh, schizophrenia disorder and uh, it's important to note that the term schizophrenia basically refers to or rather often refers to a spectrum of disorder that is characterized by psycho psychotic uh, features and other severe symptoms and these are highly complex conditions so these are absolutely to be taken and you know with with utmost care schizophrenia has Negative and positive symptoms, though, so it's it's uh, absolutely important to note. The positive symptoms include delusion, you know, thought disorders, and hallucination, while withdrawals, lack of motivation, and a flat or an inappropriate mood are just examples of the negative symptoms. So it is absolutely very important to note. But you know, there are certain early signs, yeah, that if you want to pay attention to. You know, perhaps your child, especially your child, because, you know, unless perhaps, you know, uh, it's something that you're conscious of, but still and still, it's still going to be your responsibility as a parent to somewhat educate your child on the importance of, you know, certain behaviors, certain traits, you know, certain mindsets that they have in their head that can condition their minds better. But then again, there are certain signs that you can see in a child that can basically just help you to early detect possibility of, you know, early detect risk factors that can uh, condition someone's mind to possibly cause problems. So when you see certain things that, you know, just come into play, you can just know that, okay, know how to act on certain them. That, you know, so some no physical test or scan reliably indicates whether a person has developed a mental illness but uh, however it's, there are certain people you know that you should look out for you know with certain signs of mental illness or mental health disorder there are different signs and some of these signs 
are we join from friends family and like you know call it especially if that was never really what it was initially all of a sudden there's just withdrawal that is something that you should definitely look into it's not something to neglect some certain people you know you get to a point where this life people get it there are a lot of excuses that are being given to you know for, for instance now a teenager a teenager probably gets to a point and then you feel oh is a teenager she's a teenager this is the point where they actually mostly just want to be on their own they don't want to relate to it parents or they probably they just discovered social media and whatnot but sometimes it might not be the case i've supporting them that could even be from school where they basically find it hard to trust people anymore and then they just choose to you know stay by themselves withdrawing from friends and family these are certain things that, can, that need to be addressed because it can affect that child's mental health or whatever whoever it is it doesn't necessarily have to be a child Avoiding activity that they will need to do, they will normally enjoy, that is also a sign. You don't need to think too much. If you see that, you know, there's uh, your friend or somebody, even a child, basically certain things that they enjoy doing. Taking a look at it, because, you know, this, from coming from this, mostly in, as an early sign detection, it's mostly for kids that I'm hoping but then again, you can still, you know, as as a as a youth, you're still still pretty much early enough. But it's never still late. But you know, these these are pretty much signs that you can see in almost. But you can easily detect them early in you know, the early childhood or early life of certain people. You know, avoiding activities that you normally enjoy that is also a sign. Another sign is sleep or sleeping too little. Yes, if you sleep a lot. Or you don't sleep, get enough sleep. Chances are there's stuff bothering you. There's stuff bothering your mental health. And it's just it's just not orderly. Yeah. Feeling hopeless, you know, lack of optimism. That is something that should actually be looked into. You know, having consistently low energy, being confused displaying negative emotions using mood altering substances like uh, you know alcohol or nicotine using them frequently these are different things that you know can just stuff that you're not used to doing you know displaying negative emotions being unable to completely them carry out daily tasks uh, you know work or so regular stuff at work or cooking meals, having persistent thoughts or memories that reappear regularly, you know, hearing voices in your head, you know, thinking of causing physical harm to others or to oneself even, experiencing delusions. These are some of the early signs that you can use to detect whether someone's uh, someone's basically uh, possibly at the, the point of experiencing mental health disorder. And if you can detect these things early enough in oneself or, you know, in someone else, it's absolutely key to to basically just, you know, look into certain things, look into these things and not just disregard them and feel like, oh, okay, it's it's normal. Because it's sort of being, it's, it's, it's sort of easy to confuse being confused <laughs> with being a normal thing, you know. 
feeling hopeless. Imagine being Nigerian. It's it's sort of being Nigerian. There's a way society can condition your mind to just be hopeless about the nation. You know, these are different things anyway that can just, uh, even though it, it's uh, it, it's it could literally just be done to you, but it's, it's something that can actually be worked on. And you know, taking a look at the diagnosis of, you know, diagnosing a mental health disorder basically requires multiple steps. It's, it's, it's not just a, a one one way process. It's a multi step process. And, you know, a doctor may begin by looking at one's medical history, you know, and performing a thorough physical exam to rule out physical conditions or issues that may be causing the symptoms. So it's, it's different steps that are involved. And basically, no medical test can diagnose mental uh, disorders. But, uh, you know, it's important to know that doctors may order, you know, a series of laboratory tests, such as imaging exams or blood work, to basically screen for other possible underlying causes. You know, and uh, they will also do a psychological evaluation. It's just basically taking a look at the the, base, the different steps to sort of diagnose for a mental health condition. And, you know, a doctor would, would, yeah, like I just mentioned, also do a couple of psychological evaluations. And, you know, including asking a person's symptoms, experiences, how they have impacted their lives. You know, sometimes doctors may even ask a person to fill out mental health questionnaires to get an idea about a person's thoughts, feelings, or behavioral patterns. So these are just different uh, different patterns. And you know, there are even manuals that you can even read, you know, especially if you have intention of going in that, uh, you know, that field, being a mental health specialist. Yeah, you definitely, you know, have access to a manual that basically just contains descriptions and specific criteria to qualify for a diagnosis but you know very importantly we need to take a look at treating mental health problems Uh, yes and then there there are various methods for managing mental health problems treatment is you know is highly individual no doubt and what works for one person may not work for another person so that is why but there are different uh, methods and it's just basically to figure out which one works for you best. Some strategies or treatments are more successful in combination with others, you know, so you don't necessarily have to use one particular method. You can try different ones. You know, a person with chronic mental disorder may choose different options at various stages of their life. So it's, it's not a situation where it's really delicate that you can have different, just like how... Maybe you can be having a health issue. You give you different drugs. This particular one can be can be attacking the infection. Then this second one can be uh, maybe just uh, attacking pain. That's something that could be causing pain. Just pretty much that's how it is. Like you can try different things. And you know, the, basically, individual needs to work closely with a doctor who can help them identify their needs and provide suitable treatment. So. Is sometimes it's not a, a case where you can do it all by yourself, although that is a treatment option. But sometimes at the end of the day, a doctor can even still tell you that it's really up to you. But, you know, taking a look at some treatment options for people with mental ill health, well, we have the psychotherapy or, you know, talking therapies. Yes. So uh, you can basically help people understand the root of their mental illness 
and just start to work on more helpful thought patterns that support everyday living and reduce the risk of isolation and self-harm when you you basically talk to you know some primary care physicians that will just you know attend to you know some 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 psychotherapists some psychologists psychiatrists you know it's, it's just the type of treatment that takes a psychological approach to treating mental illness uh mental illness so yeah, it's 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 definitely one very good means that you can use to treat uh, mental illness. And there's also medication, yes, because some people take prescribed medications such as you know anti antidepressants, uh, anti psychotics, and anti-anxiolytic um, uh, drugs. These are different kinds of drugs that people can take to. Basically, just tackle mental health uh, issues. And although these cannot cure mental disorders, though, so medications can improve symptoms and just basically help someone resume their social interactions and routines while working on their mental health. And some of these medications boost the body's absorption of feel-good chemicals like uh, serotonin, that's, uh, you know, from the brain. Uh, other drugs either boost the overall levels of these chemicals or basically just prevent their degradation or destruction so there are certain drugs that basically just uh, improve your mental health another very important way is just self-help honestly a person coping with mental health difficulties may just need to change their lifestyle to facilitate wellness you just have to look inward sometimes to see okay this is actually the root of this problem is this abuse or is this thing this trait this character uh, that i have going on that i definitely need to to reevaluate about my life you know just like you know such include um changing alcohol intake you know sleeping more eating a balanced nutritious diet these are different things that you can put into place to just basically just help yourself you know people may need to take time from you know to resolve issues with personal relationships that may be causing damage to their mental health Whatever it is, actually, whatever way that you feel would work best for you, especially if, you know, it's basically up to you helping yourself. If you see that this is a problem, you might need to just take a break and just get your mind at peace. You know, people with with conditions such as anxiety or depressive disorder, you know, they may just benefit from relaxation techniques that includes, uh, you know, deep breathing, meditation and mindfulness, really. You know, having a support network, you know, whether, you know, via some help, self-help groups or close friends or or family, that can also, you know, be, a, a, you know, essential to recovery from mental illness. It's absolutely very important. But these are three very regular treatments, uh, you know, therapy, medication, and self-help. These are ways to basically just tackle mental health illnesses that uh, could affect people. So uh, it's it's very important to know these things. And, uh, we're going to be taking a look at, you know, there you know you know there are actually some certain there are certain myths about mental. So uh, we're going to be taking a look at some of them and debunking them with the actual. But uh, before we get into that, let's uh, take a look at how to maintain your your mental health. You know, practicing self care can help improve someone's mental health by using of illness increasing energy levels and managing stress so uh some tips to basically help someone begin with their self-care routine to help maintain their mental health regular exercising yes 
you know, when you find yourself exercising for at least 45 minutes, three to five times a week, you can definitely significantly improve your mental health. That is not up for debate. Try it and see. You know, also, when you eat a balanced diet and stay hydrated is absolutely very important. Staying hydrated, eating a nourishing, balanced diet, and definitely staying hydrated can give you a constant supply of energy throughout the day. You know, and another thing that could absolutely help maintain your mental health is, you know, good sleep. Some studies have actually shown and found that you know, more significant improvement in sleep quality leads to great improvement in a person's mental health. So, aim for good quality sleep, really. It, it will help improve your mental health. Another thing that you can put into place, that, you know, as a self-care in your mental health is just perform some relaxing activities, like some breathing exercises, meditation, uh, you know, even some wellness applications that can just help you with that. You know, journaling even. Yes, it can help reduce stress and improve overall health and, and well-being. So, you know, you should you should pen these things down, actually, and include them in your in your daily activities. Uh, also, you, another way to maintain a, a good mental health is practice gratefulness. You know, you know, people that practice mindfulness and gratitude by actively identifying things they are grateful for daily, they tend to improve their mental health. Whatever it is, it could literally just be you can just be grateful for for the air that you breathe, identifying certain things as as little or significant, but somewhat insignificant as it might seem. There are certain things as if you you know you have that culture of just being grateful for certain things, it would improve your mind because that's like that's positive energy, and nothing improves the mind like positive energy. Uh, another thing is to basically challenge negative thoughts. Yes, you know a person who who basically practices a positive mindset has that you know becoming aware of of the negative and unhelpful thoughts and just challenging them with positive ones that is a very good mean to basically just maintain a good uh, mental health situation and uh, another very good way is just for to look for positive social interactions you know connecting and maintaining meaningful connections and relationships it basically just reduce stress and can also be a source of support and practical help in time of need. So it is absolutely very, very important to know these things. But you know, also very important because you know the thing about certain mental health conditions is that it can lead you to, like I've mentioned before, want to cause harm depending on the kind of you know mental health condition that uh, people are, are going through. Some people might want to just cause harm to them. Some people might just want to end it all, be suicidal. But please, if you know someone that is, you know, at the immediate risk of self-harm, suicide, or hurting somebody else, it's very good to absolutely... There's a way, there's a way you can actually even get to understand them. Certain people, they might be deep into it, but there are certain people that all you just literally need to do is ask if in a very subtle way, it's a tough question, but you can ask them, are they considering suicide? Make sure that you listen to that person without judgment at all. Absolutely understand that whatever is the case, whatever is the thing, is something that has put them in that situation. Identifying, let them identify that that's what it is. And if 
you know you listen without judgment you can now there are actual suicide hotlines in different you know locations that you know there are different people listening from different parts of the world so you know you can easily just even google you know a local emergency number uh, you know and just communicate with the trained crisis counselor be able to get that person to communicate with trained crisis counselor you know just stay with the person uh, until that professional help arrives okay just keep listening no judge no judgment try and also observe if there are weapons around you know medications and just basically other potential harmful objects it is is absolutely important to to just whatever way you can help somebody because you never know man so you can see certain people you never know it's not it's not usually written on the face although some moods you can see it in some people's moods that are more it's not really you understand it's not really looking like this person is happy with life but if you get to understand if you, someone gets to open up to you do not be judgmental just be lend them a listening ear and also you be the other ear be on the phone with uh you know a local emergency number to to get them the right kind of help that they need okay all right so it's, it's very very important so uh we're going to be taking a look at some of the the myths actually of mental health and basically just debunking them and uh, one of the myths that you you likely hear is that a person with mental health condition has low intelligence you know and the fact about it is actually mental illness can affect anybody regardless of intelligence your income your your social status to be honest yeah mental illness mental like i I mean listening to every kind the risk factors and whatnot you can tell that you know mental illness can pretty much just affect anybody it's not necessarily considering what your social status is or your income or your level of intelligence no anybody can collect another thing that uh, just like how i tried to mention or stress earlier where teenagers there's a myth that teenagers do not have mental health issues they just have mood swings due to their fluctuating hormones no yes it is true that teenagers often have mood swings no doubt but it does not mean that they cannot have mental health issues i mean it's according to studies it shows that half of mental health conditions begin at age 14 so don't disregard teenagers and think it's mood swings oh check on your teenager okay please thank you uh, another myth is that people with mental illness um uh, mental health i don't know why like, <laughs> People with mental health illness are dangerous, uh, violent, and unpredictable. Not, not necessarily. Many people are quick to label people doing mass violence and crime as mentally ill. No. You know, crimes committed by people with serious mental health disorder only make up about 5% of other violent crimes, according to studies. So, it's not necessarily people that have mental health illness. Although, people that have, you know... That commit crimes there's underlying conditions in a way you know like uh, maybe there's different mindset or life that they've experienced some kind of wounds that they've not healed from that just basically made them to become who they are but the truth is according to studies you know people with serious mental health orders basically just make up about five percent of violent crimes that do happen so it's not necessarily right so it's not the best way to project that uh, type of mindset to be to people 
you know, you know, just to criminals, basically, that they're all mentally ill. Not necessarily. Another myth is that psychiatric uh, medications are harmful. No. Mental illness, you know, just like every other health condition, they're real illnesses, to be honest. So some of these medications, these medications that are administered, they, they actually may be necessary to help them function normally, to ease symptoms, to improve the quality of life. So they're not harmful or an excuse for people to avoid dealing with their problems, no. They actually have, you know, things that they do. They have actual functions, these drugs, okay? So have dead that mindset that psychiatric medications are harmful. Another one is that people with bipolar disorder are moody. That's not the way to take a look at it. Bipolar cycles last for, can last for weeks to months, actually. And they, they might not necessarily change as fast as people's moods often do. So, moods can be brief and all that. But, you know, bipolar cycles can actually take longer than just somebody's moods changing easily. Another myth uh, that that is there that, you know, people usually find themselves talking about is that a person with a mental health condition is weak. And such conditions would not affect strong people. <laughs> Hey, 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 you go to Chopella. This life, literally, mental health illness can can hit anybody. It it goes beyond choice or willpower. Honestly, anyone can have a mental health condition. So don't have that mindset that uh, no, nah, for it's for the weak. Nope. That person will even carry wala for here too much. The strong person. We could overthink the thing. Nine mental health condition feel white power safe, if you ask me. But anyway, uh bad parenting causes adolescents to have mental health condition. That's another myth. But the truth is, you know, many adverse experiences and factors may influence a person's mental health and well being. It's not just uh, necessarily bad parenting. Adolescents' relationship with their parents and family are just one factor. You know, a person a person's uh, a person is raised in supportive and loving homes, and those raised in, in homes maintained by caregivers who need mental health support can experience mental health difficulties as well. So it's not necessarily just from parenting. But yes, it, it is a cause. Bad parenting is, is a cause of you know mental health conditions. Another myth is that people with mental health need uh, mental health needs cannot keep and perform well in a job. And that's not true, actually. Because people with, with mental health conditions can perform well in a job, especially in a supportive workplace that supports and promotes mental health. You will just see that people, they will definitely, there's undoubtedly room for improvement in everybody. So regardless of whatever condition that you might be experiencing, especially if there's a very good support system, you're bound to improve. You are definitely bound to improve. So... That is absolutely very, very important to, to note. But having an outlook of, you know, mental health, you know, while mental health disorders are, are common, they vary in severity, to be honest. It's, it's absolutely important to note. Most people can manage their symptoms and live, uh, you know, their full lives with proper treatment and access to support. But for others, recovery may not look like going back to their lives before mental health disorders but you know learning new ways to cope and gaining more control over their lives you know there's 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 levels to mental health conditions 
where you your life just basically changes entirely recovering from it doesn't guarantee that you know your life will just go back to normal no there's a way it affects you there's a way it affects people around you depending on the severity of the the mental health disorder anyway but it, it can basically your life can actually go back to regular in a way relatively but there's it's just it's like i said it's relative it's relative you know the the prevalence of mental mental disorders tend to peak in people aged 18 to 25 actually so but uh, you know it, it significantly drops in people aged 50 and over but uh, it's also important to note that you know having a mental health problem especially de- depression is strongly associated with severe chronic health conditions like uh, diabetes stroke hypertension cancer and heart disease so it's it's important to note that you know that that uh, mental health pro- problems are strongly associated with and uh, you know some health conditions so uh but uh, you know having a just like an overview a summary of everything that uh, is mental health mental health basically refers to a person's cognitive behavioral and emotional well-being it affects how people react to stress you know how people engage with others you know how you make choices your decisions and according to the world health organization Peak mental health is more than just the absence of mental health problems. It's the ability to manage existing conditions and stressors while maintaining ongoing wellness and happiness. So uh, factors such as stress, depression, anxiety, they can all negatively affect uh, mental health and disrupt a person's routine. So it is absolutely important to take note. You know, be careful. Try as much as possible to attend to stress or depression or anxiety whatever means possible speak to somebody you know or if you know the root of the problem adjust your lifestyle just get some help even if it means you are giving yourself that help that's uh pretty much about it for what i have in store for you today on mental health it is absolutely very important most importantly to maintain your mental health and like i mentioned i highlighted the importance of regular exercise you know aiming for good quality sleep eating a balanced diet staying hydrated performing relaxing activities you know challenging negative thoughts just engaging in positive social interactions, different things, practicing gratefulness. These are different things that you can absolutely do to just maintain a good mental health, you know, practicing good, uh, you know, self-care that, that will ultimately just improve your mental health 
and uh, reduce uh, risk factors that could put you in the state of possible mental illnesses. So yeah, that is that on uh, mental health. I really hope this was really helpful to certain people, especially people who might not have actually looked very closely into what could possibly cause different mental health uh, you know, challenges, the different risk factors that people do not actually pay so much attention to. They just feel like, oh, that's just life. But some of these things, actually, they, they, they ask, they're, they're ways of life telling you that I'm a bros or sis. You need to look into yourself. Uh, this is not supposed to be normal, okay? All right, so, uh, yes, that's that about that. Okay, yes, uh, so if you're listening out there and perhaps you have a question or a contribution to the conversation, anything you want to talk about, if there's a personal experience that you've had, any story that you like to share concerning this, uh, mental health or and whatever it is really feel free to call into the show or sending messages on whatsapp uh, the whatsapp number you can also call in on whatsapp or you can use this number for regular calls you are absolutely welcome to do as you wish 0809-234-5913 that is the whatsapp number and it's a regular call line as well so uh, you can do with that as you wish i'll take that number once again 0809-234-5913 another general number that we have 0809-222-0913 and our landlines 01515 zero nine one three and zero one five one five one nine one three we're on x just simply search for lagos talks 913 on x and you will find us doing our thing available to you to uh, share your thoughts to post something at us and i'll gladly read your comments so feel free to join the conversation um okay there's a message on our whatsapp but uh it's someone just basically asking that i spell out my full name obi (laughs) um saying please i've heard different versions of your name uh please make haste as i'm running low on my battery power oh wow i'm just even seeing this he sent this message quite some time ago is obi obi i mean you would have heard obi now my phone my name is actually obi now but most times that i introduce myself as obi now a lot of people just call me obi at the end of the day so i said you know what let me just use obi obi carry on with obi a lot of people call me obi so might as well so that's why sometimes you might hear obi now but it's obi that is my name sometimes paula there's a week paula calls me but i'll probably need to listen to offer dubs to be sure that she has called me that name on air before before i can say it on here well so just to reduce the confusion obi or obina but yes most people call me obi and yes on radio i'm obi so obi is fine yes calling me obi obi that is okay all right thank you for that message um that is jeje from ikuruju 
Yes. Thank you for that one. Yes, feel free to call in and share your thoughts. You don't need to, you know, hold back. Feel free to, you know, you could even call in and vent on something that's been bothering you, that's been on your mind for quite some time. You might not have been aware that it could have been a mental health, you know, condition, something that has been basically just trying to get you to react, to get some form of help. Feel free to call in. And regardless of wherever you are, I could easily look up, uh, you know, a uh, perhaps a crisis counselor for you or someone that you might be aware in whatever location you are so that uh, you can pretty much just prevent someone from harming themselves or basically just taking their own life. So feel free to call in and, you know, join the conversation or initiate a conversation. We can pretty much still talk about anything. You know how it is the chat room. Regardless of me bringing a conversation to to your listening pleasures or uh, learning, any way you look at it as, it's still the chat room that is limitless. Yes, we can talk about pretty much anything that you want. So feel free to call in 0809 or 0809-222-0913 or 01-515-0913 or 01-515-1913. Okay, hello. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Josh. Okay, yes, it's better now. Welcome, welcome back. All right, thank you. Okay, uh, uh, also, where do I stop? It's only already on but I call you quite often when I get a chair. Yeah. Um, I'm doing that. In order to to show, because what he talked about just now is pretty much a story of mine. You might never have known, but hopefully, I'm happy to be a child. 
I'm sorry, I didn't get what you just said right now. I'm so sorry. I might never have said it. But I'm a visually challenged person. You're a visually challenged person? Yes, I am. Oh, wow. That's actually very interesting to note. Yes. I, because, I, you yeah. never mentioned, actually. I don't make a show of it. Mm. Um, I take it my stride. I couldn't wow. afford it. 
I had to tell a couple of students of mine who were doing this. This dude was not only living doing eating from my couch. I mean, they depended on me almost everything, and I I didn't bother because I could afford it. I'm working. So at that point, I had myself. I told them what I I was a very well wished to afford this. I mean, getting another place, but I did not. Mm. Can we come together and contribute and get a place? The they they line they didn't have any money on them. Well, in short, because I'm trying to cut this case because of my minute. Okay. I'm not to to die at the end of duty. Went ahead and went to themselves. Rush. I mean, and rush the party. You know very very well. Get some highbrow party there. This person went to the self apartment of Bobby Thomas and where's the other one? Eric Moore. Okay. We need to make an apartment that need to have not over a million. Wow. And I thought to myself, imagine these are people I thought were dead beat. I mean, dead broke. Wow. Betrayed. Butchery was overwhelming. So because of this, I went out of my way. I gathered some little resources I had. The total was seven fifty thousand. Mm. I went ahead and got a place somehow. Now, three four days after I moved in, the actual owners of the place came up. It had me to something I thought were the agent, the original agent, and landlord. I never knew those people were documents. I even knew they just planted themselves as agents and landlords to wear it. Those people made a way where my, I had a total of 750 and everything I paid for the apartment was 720. And made only the money. Wow. I know to me, she never repeat over. You made away with the money. They made away with my money without me knowing I had to do. I had moved into the apartment for three, four days. Wow. I had moved the actual owner of the around. And he interrogated me, the one who I was, and I told him I just wanted to blame You know what? I got a receipt. I brought up the receipt into the thumb. Do you know the order of the receipt? Big. A blank of paper. Wow. With as much as a written on it. Oh, wow. Wow. That was when Duncan had single. The reason that happened then, originally, whenever I went to rent an apartment, and he goes somewhere. Mm. See, here's one of the people that eventually turned and suffered. In fact, a lot of times you're treated like you're subhuman. You're subverted, complicated. It's not you need to have courage of skill, you know, yeah. to to thrive and just to have personal specificity. Because there's always going to be someone or people out there who would, whatever you do, in order to rise above your disability, 
whatever you do, other people, impress other people, let them know that, you know what, I am disabled. You would always want to put it in your place. It's pretty much like, you know what, stay in a little corner, you know, better be satisfied with whatever you give to you, you know. You understand, you're treated like you were, I don't know, some kind of robot, or better yet, a degenerate. Wow. No one. There's people who love you because, look, pretty much like all my life, yeah. it's been my problem. I'm always robbed from and center. The easiest person to rob or to speak from is a visually challenged person. And it's happened to me time and time again. And I'll give you a good example. I am someone who has given. That's how I'm wired. I'm not the kind of vision person who's begging or asking for spend the subvention. I don't do that. I work. I have a lot of pride in my work, my ability to earn my own living. Mm. So that's why in the first place I had people living with me. And every point that it would happen, one person might come up and tell one or the other. So this has always been my philosophy. Walk people. If that doesn't ever happen to me. Do you know what? When this happened to me, I went out of my way and listened to myself. Usually I used to be more out of fun. Landlords are not going to make your property if you're too challenged. Even with your money piled on your head, it will not. Because you are considered as subhuman. I have moved into Walmart before, and two or three months, the owner of the place came because that went on a trip. He saw me, and it was. Like, who's this? Wow. He gave me my And he walked away. He came over to me and interviewed me. Who was I? Who am I living with? And I said, I live alone. Do you know what this guy did? What? The very morning, I counted my money and put it back to me. He said, you know what? I'm sorry. He didn't have a usually, but in his work, person in my house. This was years ago. So this was years ago. Wow. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. Absolutely. I can only imagine how how life has been. You need to be human to look every day pretty much I mean a renewal of a daily devastation, waking up every day. For you it's like the renewal of a devastation. Because it's always one one wall. There's always one good one. At every turn, there's something waiting for you. And there's people who never see an abomination from persons with disability. The only thing will be that people who are the teeth in my mouth. This issue of me using my
I'd always thought in life was what you I believe in karma. That is why it is very hurt people. Because that was very hard to know that whatever you do, you're going to come back to you. Mm. This is happening to me. I cannot end on. I can figure it out. We'll be, to be honest with you, and we've gone. And I've touched life. I've been there for a lot of people. All of them, able to want They never thought of themselves. Why am I getting help from my wife? You know, but in other cases, they write you off. Down mm. on you, like feel. And those people cannot separate the memories of the from them. The pastor, I don't want to talk about those. There ain't no men of God anymore. What you have are different men. When this happened to me, I've been to a few tragedies. Out of desperation, but urgently needed to I've been to a couple of places, and you, you don't want to know. Initially, it will be, oh, you're not a, a part of it. It's either you're not a redeemer, or not this, you're not that. I'm a human being. When this happened to me, when I was out, I distributed my property to some people to hold on to me. I love my comfort. But the next thing I didn't have was only a car. I had everything. I love cooking. I'm in the oven. I, I have a fridge. I'm five foot seven. I have a I have fridge. It's smaller than I am. I had to split units. I had to television. to my friends and watch for my kids in the bedroom. Mm. I distribute everything to people put on from the people to go by the record to say I'm an only child and an orphan. Wow. So when it comes to that, I get none. Wow. So, so wait I'm, so wait, where exactly are you right now? Look, I am holding up so that we are part of it and God help my soul of the because I'm um, terribly suicidal. I don't know how to go through it. When we talk about this to people, the movie seems like it's sort of right off happening. They will go through it. Imagine telling someone, not even this what a lot of people about go through is through something and all that. They either ignore you, trivialize the situation, or minimize, quite a minimize the pain. Wow. When this happened to me, I went to a camp, a church camp. I don't want to know anything. Churches. I was there for three months of sitting on benches. I tried as hard as I could to help. I couldn't. Because at every point, I was told I'm not a member of the church. I went through. And that has always been a solution. But it's basically any different at the religious on house. Wow. Eventually, I did my poverty, so I was on to me, but it called me, letting me know, you know what, if you think this is poverty, we're not going to be held responsible come and get them. Wow. And as for me, get them and take them away. I've got a place to move to. 
I continued begging them, what you know what? Give me a few days. You know, please give me two weeks. And this is how it went on. Someone walked up to me at a camp, a lady. She asked who I was. She noticed me, you know, sleeping around the corner. And I explained everything to her. She then told me, you know what? I have a friend who just got married. She was telling a cold. I'm going to speak to her. Because I know she got the brain through on your apartment. So, after a couple of days, she went back to me and said, just for the woman, and woman me. So, off with the went to the project. I have never been to the my whole life. In fact, I've never been to the ones of the past. The project for me is a school. The roads are hard. Okay, it's pretty much like a bomb was left in the tunnel. I'm like, how could anyone live here? But if there's no day I venture out, I don't sustain one injury on the floor. There. I've broken an ankle here. Wow. I've broken my wrist here. In fact, name it. Anyway, don't call me. It's the interior part of the code, what you call the virgin room. It's hardly anyone. In fact, it's like, wow, it's a magic pattern. I had a wonder, how can anyone live here? But then again, I never knew how it's going to be. You know, um, what's the word? I was going to be a tenant. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I was going to be living in my I haven't got any choice. So the woman spoke to me, Yada, 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 and she said, no doubt, as you can see, there's a little apartment, and I found the places I left my property. Okay, I'm getting to places I left my property. 80% of being conservative. 80% of my property was destroyed, vandalized, or otherwise. Wow. I had only gone. The church me was under the weather. It was left to the element of weather. Rain, sunshine, everything. My 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 was weather. That is I hate the when you was this when you moved to the uh the apartment? No, this is when I moved in. When I was kicked out of the place after email, I was given a piece of paper for Okay, the place that, that they basically, wow, wow. Yes, because I was kicked out, I had a lot of properties. I was living in a different flat, it was furnished. Like I said, if there's anything I didn't have, it's a car. I'm a very new person, I'm an introvert. So at every point, my approach comes to this. Look, this is who I had. He was stolen, then moved, and destroyed. Wow. My property was left in the open. So, area boys, rich auction, would make their way to the to go hungry, which is left in the heat. So, my food was left. You pick whatever you want. If you could find corn or buy a blender, it's the find corn or buy a basket, it's 
from you. I had to speak one of those things. One and a half, one and a half thousand, they're all gone. But I sat on the ground. I was said in the Bible about the that when he the Bible or something, that comes down and great passion on his head. That was what I did. Things I was born from the dint of not just my hard work, but my hard work as a person. If you have a heart, it is four or five times harder to serve in my situation. If people who are evil bodies and things are complaining about the economic situation of the country, I live it to you and you know, to wonder what's going on to people, persons with disabilities, and who ain't working. And worst of all, like I am, do not have a family. They have no support system. They have no way. Another thing I've learned today is to build a door with a carpenter at the mall. So if you want to know how human beings can be I have experienced it all. Obi, the point that's happened to me, I went out sometimes. I had my laptop with me in the back. I wanted to cross the road. I was inwardly pleased. I not want to approach me across the road. On Indonesia, because it's playing um, freeway. I'm going to be freeway. in the call especially. So a woman was by my guard to down because usually I'm very conscious. You know, someone who almost everything I have is stolen from you. So he approached me and asked, You want to cross your road? I said, Yes. And she was like, You know, here, let me have your hand. So we crossed the first lane, first two lanes, she, and then she was like, I'll do the badger from doing that. And I have it, I hold it to you. I give them my laptop back. And the bag with my phones, my watch, a few other things, very valuable. And when we're finished, I went through the road. I was trying to adjust my step. I talk again. So I was trying to adjust myself. I was like, sis, um, can I have my bag? Hello, sis. That is not my dad. Obi, you know what again? What? Uh, the woman had walked away. She has knocked away a bag, my laptop in it, and the other thing. Wow. So wait, let me get. <laughs> is this the woman that. Help me. Put me the one that helped me. Wow. The cross she made away with my mom. Everything. If you recall, most times when I call me and she will do something, I would say, I said, you are wicked. I am sorry. That's not a one time I'm not generalizing, but that has been my experience. I've never had it good. Anyone pretending to help you is only trying to you know, fine-tune the strategy to have you robbed. Even those to help out. Another example. I was still living in Germany. 
I had this friend, his name was He came to me because he knew I'm a stuff-hearted person. And, um, there's, there's this friend of mine I, I know. You know what? We ain't even want to We're starving all the time. Everything. I was like, you know what? I'm not that close. I think it's the whole thing. And he made it a sort of life work. You know, they think that this person's traveling. At a point, I said, why? Okay, tell the jurors to come and see me. Obi, you know, he said to the general, if I have a million, I'm thousand, there's no general. You know, is when he out of I do, I do not believe in giving someone I am no longer using as to be a building on camera. So, this is in my house. I take the liberty of finding myself as a some baby. I'm here. I'm some I didn't even have to buy food because I need of my house. You can my kitchen with a problem to me in the supermarket. I put some things together, you know, some canned food, already, and, you know, all the things I could. And when it came, I put in my clothes. I went into my wardrobe and brought out some stuff and food. Wearing! I gave him all those things. I would have put before and then it's perfect. In case it is worth nothing. He's in his feelings. In my house, I gave him all this. And when the dude left, you know what I I discovered he had done? He stole Obi, some of your property. On my home field, there was something on the same card. Your what? I'm so sorry, I, I didn't get that clearly. Oh, it's in card. I was surprised, I'm like, I know my heart, my heart, my heart. I never let the same card go. I ignored it. At a point, I'm trying to call. I saw this for my phone. Obi, from Philly Choi, took out the thing from my phone, placed it on my gadget, and laid away my phone. That was his way of saying, you very much. Wow. This is somebody I, I almost probably, literally, like, okay, put my stuff into you. When that dude was gone, my wardrobe was almost empty, but I didn't bother because I had a job. I could only buy those things back. My kitchen was almost empty. And the same thank you, this dude was with my phone. Anyway, I didn't know if it my thing behind. I mean, let me give you a fun one. Okay. So um, that, I was thrown out. I was at a camp. At a point, I went out to one of my friends. I was able to say, this one is for of three years. I called him and I said, Can I come and see you? If I've ever helped you before, I need you to rest it for people. I'm going through a lot here. I'm hospitals. I'm ill. I have pneumonia. He said, Okay, you know what? I'll be on your way. Let me get to Ocho Vega. Call me. I'll send you my address. So, I left the camp. I left the battle expert. You can imagine the distance. Mm. I called all the way for this evening and it was traffic is like I was in the traffic until after ten in the night. Wow. 
And getting chilled, that bridge is a tent, and it's getting into a part of the bridge. I call them, call them, I'm getting close to your address right now. Get to Ochoa's hotel and then call me. I don't know what? All right. Eventually, I got to Ochoa's hotel after 11. Oh. I called my crew. Supposedly, <laughs> if I said anything so far, when I sleep tomorrow, I would not to wake. Something honest because I get nothing to do. I'm getting to Geneva. I called the you know what? Yeah, switch this phone off for me. Okay, this is someone who's been with me for over three years. Oh, Joshua, what are we going to fix with this? Oh, Joshua, the toothpaste is finished. Oh, Joshua, oh, there's no sense of a big trip anymore. All the things were on my head because I was working. You know, I would push so in the phone with my apartment so I was going to use it. I called them both because they took another one. Okay, Josh. And they told me got no money. Okay. This is what I want. Okay, Josh. Okay. I could do all of them right now. I need a place to stay there. Two million things on me. I don't need anybody's money. Because I believe in my ability. I need a place to stay and I need a job. That's the head start on me. I am back buying cops and students and students. This is me that has everything you could live in the house. I'm wow. about to buy things. That is, if I ever get it done, then that's what I want. Unfortunately, most Nigerians, they really are blind. And that's why I'm through money. need money coming for for their wallets, for their purse. No, look at me first. I just need a head start. I need the platform is blind. I'm more interested. In, I love helping people. When I say my prayer, they say, God, Lord, whatever wealth, whatever luxury or comfort I would come into, make me numb, other men's pain, or make me arrogant, or make me insensitive. Do not give it to me. I want the wealth to make me touch life, so it makes me touch life. And I still say that I have to say, God has the word of Jesus. If I have an opportunity to do life again, I will do it. No, I was I understand that. I understand that perfectly, Josh. So, you know, this is this is absolutely, absolutely a lot that can. I never would have thought that this was how life was for you, especially considering the fact that you, you know, you you're you're somewhat good at keeping this to yourself. I mean, I don't expect you to call into national radio and. And just that, you know, stick speaking about how life is for you. But you, okay. made, you made that decision today. I was and, on a sorry? Saturday, heard before interjecting. Somebody asked me, oh, I'm going to put you on the show, on the other platform, that was every Saturday, that Saturday. And then I said, you know what, I'm going to put you on the show, there's no way I can help you, there's no way I can help you, they should put you on my show, buy a couple of songs, and speak to people, and talk about what you're going through. I did. I don't know. Whatever I reason why, 
you know, had this question with that. He was going to call on the instead of mine. And I told people, look, I don't want to do I just need two things, like I just told you. A place to stay and um, a job. If there's any money I'm going to be given to give it to me. I'm going to put it together and you get an apartment. Because on my own, sometimes will be one issue left. Like I told you earlier on, the money piled on the head. Most landlords are going to go their apartment. Yes, it is like the president said when he went to the uh, Anga and United Nations assembly. President was something which, which I found very profound. It said, do not look at Africa as something to be beaten or avoided. If you were in touch with your news, you would step back. Now, I think you're going to be a really challenged person of something to be defeated or avoided. Heck, I know my one. You've had interactions with me. I am not dumb. Mm. A lot of people are corrupt are people you can very well sell and keep the change. And I'm not being arrogant because I know what I've done to myself. The mm. area of self-development. Yeah, I understand that. I told him. I wanted to do talk to myself in the area of the book. You know what I want to learn? I want to learn something Because for me, I don't like seeing obstruction. I don't like to see, um, like Obama said, I can't do. I'm a can do person. I want to see possibilities. Another thing I would want to do is the capital for it is food. Yes, I want to make food and um, supply to you, your house, home service delivery. You understand? But I want to go into your That's how good a food Yeah, I think, I think you mentioned that before. I think you mentioned yes. that. Yes. I have a lot of things in my head. I mean, I have friends. I've Yes, I have friends. I've, I was a consultant. I should be Okay. Okay. Okay, Josh.
hang up the phone, like when I hang up the phone, he said, you know what, I'm going to do a lot of things I should have said to you. But this is not a call for a pity party for me. No, I need people sympathizing with me. So I would rather want your empathy. Unfortunately, that as a people, we don't. Only I thought of these people before I did this, and it wouldn't be my first time. I am too by them. I think so I have nothing to live for. And they know you. So when I did it, because I lost my wrist on the 17th of last two days to my birthday. And what I heard was, hey, now, why didn't you talk? Why didn't you say? Why didn't you say anything? You know, I said, da, 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 da. Well, I come and I spoke to him, both in confidence and in the open. Okay. And me, was over. Everybody went. I saw it to him. I'm back to it. So the thing is, I would absolutely love to, you know, continue this conversation, but because of, you know, regular programming and yes, I I know I can I can imagine how you're feeling. To be honest, this is this is even for me, although it's not about me, but for me, it's like a lot to even take in. So I can only imagine how it's been for you and how it still is for you. I I didn't want to, you know, interrupt you because yes I I asked that you know, you know anyone calls into vent and and it's like, it's totally understandable that you know these you you basically just let had to let go. It's not it's not easy having to basically not have an avenue or someone to talk to uh, considering like you know what you've been through. I'm honestly really really sorry about what you've experienced. I'm I'm absolutely really sorry. I would have loved to, you know, keep talking to you about this, but because of the the programming okay. that I have to oppose. I was talking to a about this before. How long have we been on this before? And it was hosting a show, and I've been on you know, constantly thinking about this. I my number. Not even once. Not even once. I told them all this. Call me to to um. Um, have a big party. I mean, you said, how are you doing? On that show last Saturday, everything I said, not a single person. He wouldn't say to someone, how are you doing? It goes a long way. The woman who played me in the show has never on her own told me, you know, how are you doing? How are you today? It goes a long way. People make you feel like you're some kind of object or a pleasure. Nobody cares. No one. And it's not just about Obviously, it happened to a lot of other people. Shoulder to cry on. Look at what happened to the late Mobad. This dude was all over the place looking for a friend. He never got it. And when he died, everybody, everyone started coming out of the woodwork. How about that? How about that? 
looking at a show, a good concept show. You can imagine how hypocritical you are. You're somebody who never had even one question of quit. First two. And now after you die, everything came out of the woodwork. With crocodile tears. That is exactly what I went through. Going through it. Okay. Don't you? Don't care. I just don't show them okay josh okay i i am i'm genuinely sorry honestly and i can guarantee you one thing that i will reach out to you I still do have your number. I I know that I haven't reached out to you, but I will reach out to you. I just don't want this to, as much as I genuinely can. I believe a lot of the listeners do care about your your mental, your mental health and your state of well being. My health is and the better. I take all the doctors, but depression. I have panic attack. I have anxiety disorder. I have bipolar. I need to drink. I'm sad, I am sad. When I'm happy, I'm over the moon. That's one of them. Um, what you call them? Indicate of being bipolar. Do you understand? Mm. I am all over the place. I could cry sometimes of a hat. Sometimes I cry my sister's food. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and what I never get. I wish I found in my sleep. What it was a day I said a girl, you know what? Another thing to my friends, don't make me wake. Kill me in my sleep. No. Because I'm tired. I can go to bed anyone, but can't. Man. <sighs> I'm so sorry about what you're going through, Josh. And 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 like I said, Josh, I will I I will reach out to you. Honestly, take my word for it. But I just absolutely have to. Sorry, Sorry I didn't get what you just said. If he's if he wrong, then like you know, he knows about the Okay. I'm not even touching. That's one word I think. People throw that word around inappropriately, and you know they show their own inadequacy. You speak to someone that that's not a good thing. Generally, some people give you an assessment. Some people make you a comment. But they procrastinate on it, and when you remember, mm. when you remind them of it, they start calling you. Just, we'll, we'll, I, I will reach out to you. Thank you so much for for coming out here to basically just voice out. You know, that's the thing about life, really. Why I usually would tell people to be kind to people. You never know what people are going through, honestly. 
you never really know what anybody is going through. That's why they say don't judge a book by its cover because you don't know exactly what the content of that book is. You don't know what is going on within someone's life. It's so sad, it's so disheartening to hear Josh's situation, honestly. I never would have thought. But that's the thing about me, I never usually think. I just wait till I get to know and I would never judge. I'm genuinely sorry, Josh, about your experience. I honestly am sorry. And one thing that I'm going to tell you now is don't give up. It's as as extreme as as flat as what that could might seem. Trust me on this one. Don't give up on life. There are a couple there are lots of things, great things that are gonna come to you. Don't give up. I guarantee you that. Okay? And anybody else out there listening to the sound of my voice that definitely has it tough. Life is not making sense now. Life is not adding up now. But if you give up, the thing you gain, actually, that's one thing that keeps me going. That in this life, because I, for one, have been depressed, honestly. I, for one, have felt the need to just wrap it up. But one thing that just basically kept me going is if you wrap it up, if you call it quits, if you pull the plug, and you don't actually have something very, very solid thing that you can hold on to. What really did you gain from being out here? That's what I'm going to leave us with. I know that I've eaten quite the time into the matchmaking show. Although I do, I, I don't know for sure that I would get uh, some calls or whatnot. But I will still, you know... We still have over to over 30 minutes in this particular segment. So I'm going to close this particular segment. And when I come back in, I will absolutely open up the matchmaking show. But before I get into that, there's a message here that I believe is for Josh coming from. So she says, Mr. Obi, good morning, Trust you're doing pretty good. I didn't follow up from the beginning, but I could feel the pain in the heart of the caller. Giving up should never be an option, but I pray he lets go because better days are ahead. Just take a deep breath and move on. Yeah, very important. Don't give up. Giving up should never be an option. Be optimistic. Pray. Better days absolutely are ahead. Thank you so much for this one, Stella. Alright, guys. Thank you so much for being a part of the chat room. Check on yourself. Check on people that matter to you, your loved ones. You don't know the situation of their mental health. Whatever way that it is that you can contribute to bettering it for them, please do. Your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation.